0: so if we cry don't (laughs) judge us it's like no nobody cries men don't cry we just had this episode (laughs) i'll be crying (laughs) (laughs)
1: Everybody, welcome back to episode five of Arabs in a Bunker. Wow, these have flown by. Uh, we've really loved all your feedback that you guys have been giving us, um, and we're glad that you guys have been enjoying the uh, the podcast. Really, um, today's episode's not going to be as light as usual. Today we're going to be talking about grief, and you know something that we all unfortunately have to go through, you know, multiple times throughout our lives.
0: So. Silent pause. <laughs> um so like Jabber said today's episode is about grief. Um what we go through, who we've lost and how we dealt with it, coping mechanisms. And then we're gonna segment of this is going to be how we perceive grief through a Arab mentality and then through a Islamic mentality and how it differs through different cultures. Um so let's get started. Um Also If we cry <laughs> don't <cry>, tranches. Just... <laughs> it's like no nobody cries. Men don't cry. We just had this episode. Um no, but on a serious note, I'm gonna go to start it off by like what is grief? What do we feel for grief? Um and then we can start talking about like things like coping mechanisms. Um so grief. Um I recently lost my grandfather. And he died December 6th, 2021, um, and he died of complications from some lung cancer, um, and it was a very, like, surprising death, in a way, Um, because he was getting better, and his tumor shrunk, and his heart couldn't handle it, so he died very instantly, it was like a 30 seconds and gone type thing, um, on me and my grandma's hands. Um, and it was just, uh, a, a shocker. However, leading up to that, I always had in the notion in my head that I might lose my grandfather. Um, and I was mentally preparing myself religiously and internally as well. So it was moreover like I, Was memorizing like religious lines you have to say when someone dies. I was memorizing, like, I was telling myself, like, he is 84 years old, like, trying to convince myself that it's okay that if he dies, he's going to die. Kind of prepare yourself, essentially. Mentally preparing myself. Um, However, as much as I am a logical person in a sense of like, I take life in terms of logic and try to push emotion as much as I can out, it was the most and still is the most difficult thing I've ever gone through. Um, I still wear black even after 40. Um, even though my grandma tells me like to take it off. Um, like my first instinct now is just to grab black clothing. Um, I still personally cry in my bed every single night thinking about him. Um, just like random bouts of thought where it's like, "Oh, he really liked broccoli and potatoes." So like when I see a freaking of broccoli it's like i wanted everything to reminds you of that. um and it's even harder now because it's my grandma's alone in terms of like he was her best friend um and when you lose someone the as much as you tell yourself i am a strong logical thinker it's like fuck logic yeah, yeah. you <laughs> um, can prepare yourself all exactly. you want once it happens uh... once it happens like the logic is gone i yeah. was and it's like all emotional um so that's what I. What that we're not talking about. What is grief? It's mostly like we're just gonna say who we lost. And, um, yeah. Uh, guys can go. Well, Here you go. Me. Uh,
1: so I I've had two fairly recent losses. Both of them were uncles. One on my mom's side. One on my dad's side. Uh, the, one of them was a like also to cancer, and it was like one of those like slowing. I don't want to say inevitable things that we were expecting at the end. He had like a uncurable brain tumor essentially uh, for my uncle and my mom's side. And then we had an unexpected death at the end of 2020 in December where my dad's brother died in an accident. Just like it was one of those just totally out of the blue unexpected things. And they both happened in Lebanon. When I was here in the States and I just had no way of going there, you know, whether it was school or work or, you know, like I had had obligations that I couldn't leave, unfortunately, to be there with my family. Um, So I had to grieve from a distance, which is, you know, a whole lot different, you know, Uh, it's um, and like it's as I'm going to be honest, like it has its benefits and it's it's, it's like uh, and it's cons. Like one of the benefits is like my last memories of my uncles in person was when they were healthy, they were good, they were happy. Um, so like that was my last memory with them, but at the same time, you can't be there to support your other family members, like my cousins, my grandparents, etc. you know, who lost a kid, my cousins who lost their father. It was, uh, you know, it's tough to, to, cause you can't support them as much as you would if I was there physically to help them out and, and, and be there with them. Um, so obviously it's not easy. And, uh, you know, and then when, when you, when you go down and visit, it, you, you feel that loss and it, you almost like anticipate it, like it's going to be different, you know, when you go down, like where you're used to seeing them. Like, for example, my dad's brother was my neighbor. Like literally our houses are right next to each other. So I'd see him every morning Then you go there and then, you know, like he was the first one to greet me when I got to Lebanon and you know, that's, that, that was different. And, you know, I and mean, it's just something unfortunately that you, um, inevitable in the end, yeah, but- it's tough.
0: We'll get deep into that. Um, Mo? I wasn't ready for this one. It's okay, guys. Um, um, men show emotions, so don't be afraid to talk about it. <coughs> if you don't want to talk about it, you don't No, we can talk
2: about it. So, uh, my dad, uh, passed away last year on Valentine's Day, uh, due to COVID complications. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a hard one. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tap into some of these topics in, in like, as we go through, but, um, it was, it was very interesting cause you know, my dad was, yeah he had heart complications and stuff like that. So when he had COVID, um, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, you can, you can tell someone to fight it and, you know, stay strong and do the things that they want to do, but you're not in their place to kind of, um, like understand what they're really going through. Um, So essentially, like once my dad was put on the ventilator, like I, right for some reason, like in that moment, like I was mentally prepared for a 50-50. And you guys can vouch for that too. Like within that moment, I had already spoken to my VP, was like, dude, if anything happens, I'm already on the first flight out to Lebanon, probably for like three weeks. Um, So just giving you a heads up, this can happen at any moment um i i actually called my friend to see if the local uh, masjid was doing uh husol and you know they preparing like the the bodies and all that stuff um you know i tried to talk to people in the family to be like hey you know what do you guys you know what are what are the procedures like what do we do like i've not experienced this stuff um and nobody wanted to think about it and the fact that i was kind of already mentally prepared within like that so when, once my dad passed away um, it was I was like in overdrive mode. I was like probably in the sharpest thinking. I, I don't know where it popped out from. I probably had one hour of sleep, b- between like, you know, when he passed away, that we got home, we we you know we kind of rested. I had probably slept for like forty five minutes, woke up, and then just started the preparations. Like my dad, like we we were on the we were on the first flight out that we came on Tuesday with the body, and people to this day still don't understand how we pulled it off. Like it's not easy to, to, to take a body like people, people are still waiting, especially due to COVID people are still waiting 10 to 15 days to take the body back to Lebanon. Yeah. I don't know what was like, there was definitely some greater, all uh, you played a role definitely in this to yeah, kind of figure sure. it out. But you know, there was a lot of complications within that aspect. Like I don't still to this day, don't think I grieved correctly from that, from, from, from how that like uh, transpired, like how everything kind of like unraveled because I was such in the zone and trying to figure out everything and, you know, making sure that everything was aligned and, you know, just getting everything there. Um, So like, I, I, you know, even, even when I was in in Lebanon and trying to just like, when you're in Lebanon, you feel like in that moment for three weeks, you're probably like, I was in like la la land, right? I was just like trying not to think about it, just kind of sit down just relax and do all that it didn't hit me till i came back Mm -hmm. right i was then you felt the emptiness of the house because he was uh, i caught myself um a couple of times um i go upstairs at three o'clock every day and just like go upstairs and all of a sudden i'm like what the hell why am i running like a maniac going upstairs it's because my dad used to come home and he had food (laughs) right so it's like what did he bring back with him um so it like it kind of like the the like certain like things that you kind of just catch yourself doing, um, you know. And I was like suppressing it uh, deep down. I was like kind of definitely suppressing it. It was mm-hmm. it was hard, but you know eventually like you need to, you know, you need to let yourself go through the through the cycle. Eventually, that's that's yeah. the reality of it. Of course. Sorry if I went on a ramble.
1: No, you're okay.
0: Rambling yeah, is good. Um, I definitely feel like everybody. Like, um, it's funny because. When, when you when you feel it, you don't think it's real. Um, like you, as much as you mentally prepare yourself, it's never as real as it gets. Um, like when I when Mo's dad passed away, I Hamo. He called me the night before and he said, "Yeah, they're getting my dad off the ventilator slowly." And then I went to sleep and I was like happy. And then my mom woke me up and she moved me, and I had my phone blowing up from Yasmine, and she's like, "Wake up, wake up." And I look at my phone. I'm like, what "The fuck, she want?" And then I like turned it over, and then all I see is my mom above me, and she's like, "I'm Zen, passed away." And I was like, "Sure," like what? And she was like, oom, oh. and I'm like, "Um, name, how go away?" And then I like registered in my head, like, "Wait, what the fuck did you just say?" Like, yeah. <laughs> "What?" Um, and same like, the shock aspect, in my opinion is the craziest part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And Lebanese people or Muslims in general have a saying, (laughs) basically, like, we're all all going to die in the end, but the separation from death is the hardest part. And like Mo said, like, when he used to go upstairs at 3 o'clock, that was the hardest. Um, And then I started noticing is because I used to take my grandpa to chemo and radiation, and I'm like, 9 a.m., why am i awake at 9 a.m oh that's why why am i awake at 8 a.m that's why um so that part is the hardest and that's what gets you which goes into the part about like how did you grieve how did you go about grief and what mechanisms did you use in terms of grief
1: uh so you know you guys like my experience a little bit more unique in the sense that i was away from them so the first time when my when my mom's uh my mom when my mom's brother passed away uh everybody was in lebanon at the time i was here doing my research and i was doing some summer classes at the time and i wake up to the text messages like that's what i woke up to and i said i like i didn't even I, the second i saw that many messages from that many people i knew exactly mm-hmm. like, what happened and i kind of just like i said like just turned my phone over and kind of like just broke down right there and then you know and and obviously just had to grieve solo the whole time and it was kind of tough not having my family there, but obviously it was good that my family was in Lebanon yeah. with with the rest of the family. Um, and then when my dad's brother passed away, uh, we were all here in the states, and my sister like came and woke me up because it was like six a.m. our time, and she like barges into my room, like I get startled, and then she like tells me like, and I, I like, and I knew something was up from the way she came. She was like crying, and I thought, oh, maybe it was my grandpa, maybe something happened, and then she tells me it's my uncle, and I just. I, like, Mm -hmm. I ran downstairs to go see my dad because I knew it was going to be, um, I knew it was going to be, uh, like, my dad's not going to take it, like, you know, easily at all, and then, and then, you know, we just, obviously, it was a very sad, emotional day, and then, like, I have to kick it into overdrive in the sense that I have to, like, okay, start booking the flights for my dad to go to Lebanon immediately, handle everything that that I got to do now, because this kind of came out of nowhere, and, um. It's tough, you know, like, you got to focus, you're super sad, there's, like, so much going on, it almost doesn't feel real, especially because I woke up and it just
2: all kind of, like, hit me. Yeah. yeah,
0: emphasis on it doesn't feel real at times. Um, it's
2: like a, it's like an out-of-body out of, out of body experience, like you're, yeah. like, you're like in a
1: dream
0: where it's like, is this real?
1: And for me, it didn't feel real till I went to Lebanon
0: and... They weren't there. Exactly. That, so I that's, remember your uncle. He used to stand on his porch when someone would come by. Exactly. Like say, Hi. And then he would oh. every time
1: I'd walk, he'd be like, "I'll, I'll be going out." He'd be like, "Come over, come over," yeah, yeah, yeah. There, you know, like because our like his porch is right there next to our front lawn. So he's like, "Come, come, come," and um, yeah. And then when you go there, and then you feel the emptiness, and it's tough, you know, and it's a. Uh, it so sucked. what was
0: your grieving process like?
2: <sighs> um. I overworked myself, to be honest. I did everything to kind of just suppress it. Yeah, I, I did everything to kind of just like, I I kind of even within that moment, I kind of just like disconnected from like the the the, the world. Like I didn't want to interact with anybody. I was like watching Netflix like all day, um, worked all day. Like even even like just like locked in, locked and loaded. Um, even even like in aspects of like even like my food block like you know everyone you guys know like that's like my heart and soul almost. Yeah. Um, I didn't even feel in like. A <laughs> uh, I didn't feel like going to to you know <clears throat> try different restaurants or stuff like that. Like I was just so out of it. Um You know, instead of just like sitting down and acknowledge, like, eventually like, I sat down and just like pushed myself out of that cycle and just like kind of kind of all right, cool, you, you need to get through it, right? But you know, it's it's like it's like. It's hard when you're not grieving in the moment and you're grieving later mm-hmm.
0: on. Um, and I remember you grieving mostly. Like I would text you, dude, it's okay. <laughs> like, cry. <laughs> it's it's okay to be weak. Um, I think you had that mentality where you had to be strong all the time, um, because yeah. now you were basically the oldest man of the house. Yeah. Um, and I would literally tell Mo, like, "How are you feeling? I'm fine. It's 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 going. I'm like." You can lie to someone else. Like it's okay to be sad because I was sad too. Like I loved Mo's dad, and he was like a second dad, and like me and him would literally argue about doom. Um, Garlic, (laughs) garlic, yeah. Um, So it's like, be sad. It's okay. Yeah, no, of course. And then when my grandfather passed away, I understood the Mo's little. I'm going to be tough because of the people around me. um, Coping mechanism because I was like that and. Someone had to get the jobs done, right? Exactly. So, like, when my grandfather died, I. My grandma was here. Like I said, my grandfather died on me and my grandma's arms. Um, I held him to his bed with it, like, lifeless. Um, And my grandma's, like, trying to be strong because she sees me and she doesn't want me to, like, go through basically like a hysteria and then my mom's like crying on the side and like she's going um, crazy in the sense of like she couldn't believe that and my mom's <laughs> uh, it, was, it was like comical in a sense where my mom was like me and my grandma were dealing with my grandfather and it was only me and my grandma my, my dad couldn't handle it and he was like I'm not coming upstairs I can't um my mom was getting dressed like literally jumping in the hallway getting dressed because she's like i have to go to the hospital we have to take him to the hospital blah, blah. i'm like calm down he's not going to the hospital because i see him, My me and my grandma looked at it looked at each other and then i was like Teta because basically like the prayer of what is it
2: it's the, uh, just like, it's just like, like it's basically way- when you
0: die, yeah. you have to whisper into someone's ear in his,
2: if they didn't, just in case they didn't, they didn't have yeah. the moment to do it. Themselves. And he,
0: and he couldn't do it. Um, and then my grandma looked at me and I was like, let's go. And then she like looked at me and we both did it. And then, yeah, we did it. And then he went cold. Never in my life have like seen that aspect of a person going cold in 10 seconds. And they're always like, oh, resuscitation. Like someone doesn't get cold that fast, blah, blah, blah. My grandma held my, held his arm and she was like, like your grandpa's gone. And I'm like, no, he's literally like, he has, he still has a beat heartbeat, blah, blah, blah. No, I knew he was gone. I just didn't want to make her go like crazy. So I finally held him. The ambulance came. The ambulance didn't come until 10 minutes later. Because I was on the phone telling them, like, my grandpa, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then they came and the um, EMT was like, oh, they just said that he's coughing. They didn't say he's going through these symptoms. Yeah. Like he, They didn't say, like, he's literally, like, organ exploding. Yeah. Um, so then that's when I went crazy. And I sent my grandma downstairs. The cops came and I'm I'm upstairs, like, everyone's downstairs screaming, crying. I'm dealing with it. And at a certain point in time, they were like, we need to, might need to investigate this. And I'm like, what's the issue? He's like, because you're so calm. And I was like, you don't want to see me uncalm right now because get the paperwork and get the fuck out of my house. Like, literally. <laughs> um, so then they wanted to take him to the hospital because they gave him adrenaline. And they're like, oh, we can resuscitate. If he has a heartbeat. I was like, get the fuck out of my house. And that's when I saw the cop, the cops were like, okay, you guys need to it's the adrenaline he has no beat so whatever and you guys came over and you guys saw me yeah we came and right away yeah um i had to be strong the whole time i was the one that used to go to the funeral home to make sure that he was clean properly i had to go before the airport to like say this is his body I was the one who had to go to the airport in Lebanon and claim the body and go from one place to another to another to another to another from here to here to here to the army to the whatever. Yeah. Um and it's it, it didn't feel real that whole week. And I feel like when you bury someone finally, that's when it's like yo. Like it, it did not feel real whatsoever. It's
2: funny when uh, when we got the call that my dad's like uh he was worsening right it was uh so me and my brother me and Brahim, Brahim had was going through something during that time and we got on a call and he starts just like completely having a panic attack right Mm -hmm. and i'm like you need to calm like you know the doctor's calling like you need to calm the fuck down because i can't focus i can't think about that if you're sitting down panicking because i gotta worry about you Mm -hmm. and i gotta worry about this so I, I, right now you need to help me prioritize what's going on exactly so whatever we get into a serious like <clears throat> argument I end up leaving the house get on a, I get in a car and I'm just like trying to clear my mind and um my the the doc then calls you know we're on a three-way and the doc tells my mom hey you, you know if you guys want to come you know only two people come I was like mom no way two people are gonna come like we're all gonna come like if you're saying this is his last moment you you know we're all gonna come at that moment, I was already in the car. I like had pulled up into my driveway. And Once she said that, I just this flew right there. Um, I went in, and like obviously we had you know we had we had to take turns. So it was like between like eight o'clock. So I'm in there. I'm sitting down, and you know doing you know talking to him, doing what we're doing. Um, and then you know I go downstairs. My brother Ali goes upstairs. Um, then my uncle. Then my uncle goes with Ibrahim, and then you know they come down. Then Abdullah and my mom go up. So my mom goes first, and she comes out, and Abdullah goes in, and she's like, "Oh man, I forgot to give him the shahidi." Like you know, I forgot to give him the you know the the shus, the whatever the, the witnesses. You know the witnessing of you know la Ilaha Illallah And she goes, "I can't. How am I going to do it?" So she records it on voice note, sends it to Abdullah. And then calls Abdullah like, yo, make your, you know, play this in front of your dad. <clears throat> so Abdullah plays it the first time. And as he's doing it, he's taking pictures, right? So he, hear, he plays it the first time. All of a sudden, he's good. And he plays it against the second time. Well, as soon as he plays, it starts playing it the second time, his heartbeat drops. And Abdullah just goes, I just see a flood of people just coming and grabbing me and pulling me out. Mind you abdullah is a heavy dude yeah like he was probably weightless in that moment for them to pull him out like that and he just pull him out and Did they start resuscitating him yeah they they tried they tried they called they called code blue like two times yeah, yeah. and stuff like that all the all that stuff but when we got back home and abdullah was going through the photos um one of the photos there was a tear coming down my dad's eye and for that moment, it was kind of like a relief. It's like he kind of waited for all of us to say, say goodbye, to say goodbye, and then, um, you know. And he was—it's like it was like a, a relief. Anyways, next
0: question. <laughs> um, that's the, that's the way, that when you have a chance to say goodbye, it's nice. Yeah. Um, I feel like it, it helps you in a way. You get then closure. You get closure, but then at, at the end of the time, you're just, like, you're still in disbelief. Oh, yeah. Um, because Moe's dad yeah. died in a period of COVID, so it was, like, much more hard yeah. in terms of actually mourning. Um, like, Moe, when Moe's dad was buried, not anyone not anyone can go to the burial. Um, I, I YouTube streamed it. He YouTube streamed it, so I was very, like hurt in a sense not hurt at mo like hurt in a sense where i couldn't attend yeah yeah no it's definitely tough um so i was like watching a funeral on youtube and then i was just like the whole time even through covid i was like praying my grandfather doesn't pass away through covid so i was very very like don't come near me to anyone um throughout covid and then when my grandpa died and i was like okay he died but now i can breathe because i know he was suffering yeah. So, like, the part of suffering was the hardest, and, like, when my grandfather was, before my grandfather died, he started, like, really, really, really suffering, and my grandfather was was resilient. Like, I've never met a more resilient fan his age in terms of, like, are you hurt? Are you in pain? No, I'm fine. I'm okay. And the the only thing that um got me was my grandfather had a stroke a week before he died. And he was in the hospital for a week and then we took him home and never in his life has anyone helped him shower. And he was like, I will never, ever, ever let anyone help me shower. And we were like, let us help you shower because he had a stroke in the shower. So we weren't going to let him bathe by himself again. And he refused to let anyone. And then all I see is like me telling him, let me help you. And he's like, no. I'm like, okay. So then he disappears from his room and he's in the shower. And then all I hear is, Khudur. And I'm like, what's wrong? What, like, And then he's like, like, come help me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong? He was like, um, Khalak Ale told me that you're going to be the first and last person to give me a shower. And I was like, uh, "My my uncle passed away as well. And that's his son. So he was like, he came to me in a dream and told me, you're the last person that's going to ever give me a shower. And I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> and me and my grandpa had that relationships so where I would like purposely make him like annoyed, and he'd just laugh it off. And I was like, "Drop it!" Like, what are you? What are you saying? That makes no sense. Um, and then that's when he died two days later. I was like, "Wow!" He was basically telling me that I would be the last person to ever give him a shower, and I was basically. Um, so like, you get. I feel like you get those signs, and it just depends on life um then it goes into the part where like do you believe that you've grieved honestly Like, do you believe that you've like fully grieved in the sense of you're being honest with yourself um and mo hit on this point where he said he didn't grieve properly yeah
2: you won't you won't ever i don't think anybody ever gets to a point where you know they're going to grieve honestly to be honest where they hide it where they eventually do things, you know, by themselves, like they grieve by themselves. Like, honestly, like to kind of just do it out there and constantly just bring it, you know, constantly remind yourself, I think, you know, for me at least, I think that would be like emotionally abusing yourself, right? Like you need to have that certain aspect of you that's going to be strong. Like one one thing for me was that kind of kept me sane was, My dad had a heart attack five years ago, you know, 2016, you know, like for my thing, it's like, yeah, you know, doctor looked at it, you know, my dad, my dad was out at six o'clock, woke up at eight. He should have been gone in that moment. Like, you know, like his, the heart doctor teaches that case in, 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 you know, to his students, his medical students. So in that perspective, it's like. Allah gave him those five years to kind of live with us again, right? Like he was always at work. He was always there, you know, like always like not at home. He's working 16 hours a day. Like that moment was kind of, you know, those five years that we had extra, like we were barbecuing every day, you know, hanging out, sitting down, joking around, pranking, you know, doing that, you know, the the you know, how my dad was, you know, and like, you know, it's it's interesting, like it's like, you know. <laughs> Like, your uncle and my uncle, like, when they had the barbecues after my dad passed away, like, I was the one that was always barbecuing, but I didn't have, I didn't feel like doing it, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, my dad wasn't there, like...
0: Which was understandable, because we had a barbecue when I came back from Lebanon one time, and everybody's, like, sitting down, and it was the first barbecue, um, and I was just like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) Like, something's missing. Yeah. um. and it's because he was just the one that was always full of energy, especially, like, every time he saw me and attacked me. <laughs> um, so it's, like, hard in the sense where you do stuff and you miss them and you don't want to be a part of it. Um, but do you feel like you've grieved? Now that,
1: like,
2: you, I know you went through, like, a phase where you kind of suppressed it, but then... Yeah, I eventually let it out and, like, kind of, you know... Like, for me, it's like, dude, last year when we did the Ramadan boxes, like, that was one way of me kind of, you know remembering him in a way or grieving in that perspective like you know we did we did so well like alhamdulillah you know we had above our goal like we did 621 boxes in his memory you know and, and it's not that it's it's nice to kind of see that a lot of people would message you and be like i don't know your dad but like just from the pictures and how people are reacting like i know he was a pure person right yeah you know like that kind of makes you feel good you it know feels,
1: like, it makes you feel at ease that he left yeah. like a good legacy behind and he lived like it shows that he lived a good life yeah, you know it's, absolutely and, um, and regarding grief, like, I feel like people say it doesn't get easier. It just time makes it easier, I guess. Like it just gets easier with time, but it's like, it's always going to be there. And I agree. Cause I find myself thinking back to my uncles all the time. Um, they just randomly like pop in my head sometimes. And, and, um, and again, it's never easy, but I feel like
2: with time, you, you learn to accept it more and more, I think. And then that helps. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody, any, and anybody grieves, um at least in our community right like you know i don't think anybody ever grieves honestly right and and i I think that kind of stems to our next point right is you know do you feel that the mentality that we kind of have when we're grieving is a cultural thing right
0: yeah like um i feel like i in a sense of like grieving honestly i tell myself that i do but i mentally didn't um And I've lost my grandpa very recently, so it's, like, the shock still isn't, like, certain events that happen, and I'm, like, my grandpa's not here, and I know he would be here, and I was at very, very, very... Like, a lot of people are saying, oh, they lost their grandparents, they're close with their grandparents. I was actually, like, raised with my grandparents, and I have that mental anxiety where, like, panic panic attacks nightly that I'm going to lose my grandmother, or what if I lost my grandmother here and I have to do the same process with my grandfather yeah. and bring her back. And like all this like anxiety that I have that I can't sleep sometimes till 5. AM um, literally go to bed at 1. AM and I'm in bed for four hours just thinking about my grandmother dying, God forbid, or anything like that. So I, I feel like I haven't grieved in a sense of like fully. Um, so that's like the issue but is that a
2: cultural thing for you? Like, do you feel like you were like like as a as like a Arab American man, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was one of the reasons why you didn't grieve um, correctly? Like, do you feel like also being the oldest as well? Like, you know, you know, being first generation oldest, like you yeah. know most of the things and uh, the workarounds. It was like bittersweet
0: at a time. Yeah. It was like you know how people say it's like. I was so close to my grandpa. It's bittersweet. But then you have people whose grandparents die, and they're like,
1: my grandma died. It's because they didn't have a relationship. They didn't have a relationship. So I was like, it's bittersweet
0: that people either are super close or not super close. Because, like, you don't lose that person in your life. Um, And that was the first person that I've lost in my life. It's like, I've lost my uncle, my halo, when I was two. So I don't remember anything. But my grandfather was my first person I've ever lost. Like, that I know... Personally and whatever, and I feel like culturally, like my grand, my my whole family, and I have aunts, so all my aunts like mourn very like openly, like they're they like we lost our brother, and our he's our brother, and we feel pain every day, but we lost the backbone of the family, like yeah. our father. So like seeing that, and like every time I look at mm-hmm. my grandma's eyes, I'm just like she, she my grandma hasn't cried yet in front of me, yeah. because she knows that if she cries in front of me, I'll cry. Yeah. So, like, I don't cry in front of my grandma. So, it's like that. So, like, because me and my grandparents were so, 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 so close that I would, like, I love my parents, but I love, love, love my grandparents. Yeah. Like, that, like, I, and I used to say, like, I would rather God, which is not something you're supposed to say, I would rather God end my life and give my life to my grandparents. That's type thing. Um, so I feel like culturally, like, you're supposed to say that, oh, you grieve. And the thing is, Culturally, we're allowed to grieve. Yeah. Like, I've course. seen men in Lebanon grieve. Yeah. However, the way I saw it shift right after is where they, they're really like, okay, now we have to live our lives. Um, and I saw it with, like, my uncles. Um. Like, my dad's, when my dad, my grandma passed away from my dad's side, it's like, we're very sad, blah, blah, blah. It's time to put it to the side. Yeah. Um. And I guess that's it gets like you guys said, it gets easier with time. However, right now I'm in a place where it's like, When is it going to get easier? Because it's not. And I'm tired of it. Like I sometimes sit here and I'm like, stop being a shitty weakling and no, get which is not right. No, no. Um, so it's
1: it's totally human to to grieve and be sad. Um but it just means you haven't fully processed it yet. Exactly. And that's normal, you know? But if you find yourself, like, just constantly, like, it's just not, you just can't seem to get over it, maybe, like, seeking help
0: will... Yeah. Will... will and I think it goes back to, like, thanatophobia, where I'm, like, afraid of death. Yeah. And I'm yeah. afraid of, like... Not even afraid of death, it's just, like, afraid of leaving people behind. We also have,
1: like, a thing in psychology called, like, complex grieving, mm. where it's, like, because uh, there's normal grief patterns, and you have this complex grief patterns where it's, like... It's just like almost—I don't want to say debilitating, but it just like affects your life in in, in many different aspects, mm-hmm. and um, and sometimes like you do need to seek help to really help process everything because like it is—it's almost like a—it's a, it's a it's traumatic oh, event. Yeah. It's very depressing. It's traumatic. There's a lot yeah. involved in it. A
0: lot of stressors you know? and yeah, all that stuff, so, yeah. So I definitely think like I have like some trauma. Of deep course, and, like, yeah. No, jabber- you think? she, uh, especially because like. The only people who saw how my grandfather died were my grandma, me, my mom and then Jabber showed up behind me while I was like cleaning. Um, and then that's when I broke down, it was like the first time, set- I broke down twice. And I remember exactly like how many times I broke down because I was keeping a mental checklist of how many times I broke down. And I was like, okay, I broke down here on the toilet while I was cleaning. I broke down downstairs once. And then I broke down finally when we held his body. And it was time to go. And they were telling me to, like, say goodbye. So, like, that's when I was like, okay, this is... I keep thinking about the time where he died. And even though it's... I'm happy that he died with me. It was very traumatic in the sense where I was... My mom ran downstairs... Come see your grandpa. He's coughing. And the whole day, like, something in my heart was telling me something's wrong. And I was like, he's coughing. He has chemo. It's normal. Yeah. Um, she was like, no, he's coughing. Like, he's coughing, like, up blood. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's chemo. He, that's, like, a symptom. She was like, he's coughing a lot. And then I ran upstairs, and that's when I was like, whoa. And I couldn't believe it. So I feel like that trauma is still there. Which is okay, and I feel like in a sense where like you said, get help. Um, but it's part of part of grief. Or,
2: as a as a as a Muslim, did you question death within that
1: moment? Did you? Oh, yeah, some people believe that grieving is haram. It's like, oh, this is God's plan. You're not allowed to yeah. be sad. You're you're going. You're defying God. What do you guys think of that?
0: Um, when my grandfather died, it was funny because a lot of people were coming, and you get a sense of like, shut the hell up. What were they saying? Like. They would see my, we put my grandfather in a fridge for the per, not first night because Islamically we let the person, if they can, sleep in the house yeah. the night before they're yeah, buried. Yeah. Um, well, you
2: can't bury in the night. It's, you have yeah. to bury them.
0: You have to bury them during yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we let my grandfather sleep in the house one night and my aunts were all crying because you have to remember my grandfather, my grandfather left Lebanon looking okay yeah and then he came back and your aunts in Lebanon gone, the and they, yeah yeah so they they had an image of him and we were telling them he's not how he was yeah um so when they finally saw him and I remember this like I was um we took his body to be cleaned and I remember like us coming in Oh, my aunts happy to see us even though they know it's bad and then 10 minutes later the body arrived. The body arrived. Yeah, and then everything. And then it was like... All hell breaks loose. All hell breaks all loose. The and emotions, then you have guys everything. who are not from the family coming. It's haram to scream and cry. And you guys, Yeah, but
2: those... Sorry if I'm cutting you off, but those guys, like everyone that's people... All those people that are coming and saying that stuff, like... People need to understand like that's how people are grieving. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like yo, it's not haram to do that. No. You're allowed to grieve yeah. for the first forty days, essentially. And you're allowed right? to grieve as long as you want. And it's funny. No, not as long as you want. There's there's a there's, there's a limit. Good. There's an actual limit of hadith that says you need to there's yeah. a certain point when where you, you need religion, to be like but
0: we need to we, what they we're, were not understanding is when you grieve as a daughter of a father, you're allowed it, and they were using the guy who came over was using um was using fethwiz from, like, si- like dietries, whatever, doctrines from um, Sayyid the Sistene. And they were like, He's, you're not allowed to. He says you're not. He doesn't. I straight up pulled it, I was like, shut the fuck up and get he out. He doesn't. Relax. What He's, was he just,
1: even doing there? Sustan like is well, the opposite. Sistani is <laughs> the, the like,
0: opposite. Oh, a daughter is supposed to cry for her father. Who yeah. cares? Like, what, it was like, like shut yeah, up. Like, exactly. This is not the it's time. not the time, time to do a religious debate. Um, it's, uh, it's totally human. So I feel human. like people have that skewed notion of we're Muslims or we're Christian, blah, blah, blah. You're not supposed to grieve. And okay, that plays into the religion aspect. But then if you think about the cultural, that's different. Some people aren't as religious or some people are like, but Islamically, we're allowed to grieve. Of
1: course, even um, in the Quran, we have like when Nabi Yusuf was taken away, uh, Nabi Yaqub grieved and he cried to the point
2: where he became blind from how much he well, grieved. That's what they call Sabr Ayyub, right? The patience of Ayyub. Yeah. And even, like, look, let's look at yeah, Imam Hussein.
1: Cool. This is, AU is different.
2: When, uh, <laughs> my bad. But, like, um, let's talk about, you know, like, Imam Hussain, when he passed away, for example, right? It's like, Sayyid Zainab grieved for how long? You exactly. know, or, like, even his, his son, Imam Zain al-Abidin, how long did he grieve for? Right, like, th- those things are still there. Like, you're going through traumatic experiences. You know, like you said, those things are certain, certainly traumatic, mm-hmm. right, right? But, like. It's it's human nature. Exactly. exactly. You know, no.
0: who cried when the prophet died yeah. or he didn't say Adan. Yeah. So like, it, it, it's literally there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you're telling me I can't grieve? Yeah. You're telling, first of even all, where is your place to tell a woman it, that it, she can't grieve? Or a person. It's, or it's, it's it's It's, like, it's
1: somebody's grandfather. It yeah. doesn't matter if Someone's it's their daughter father. or father.
0: yeah. And, and then you have the people saying he was 84 years old. It, it's No, sh- it doesn't matter. Young people are... Da- it doesn't matter. You That's not my issue. Even... Yeah. Exactly.
2: Even like when my dad passed away, right? Like we, we kind of we're 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 very, you know, weird. We have a weird family dynamic. Like we were actually like, you know, we're we're like comic relief almost. Like mm-hmm. me and my brothers, like that. That's how my dad was. Like we were always joking. 20, yeah, yeah. Like we always found
0: something to kind of like you know like, came over to my house and, like, and stuff. They were and he was like making jokes and the girl was like. I don't know if like I should be like laughing when he's taking a joke or I should be crying because I want to cry. I'm like, it's, it's literally his grieving yeah. process. And it's, 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 it's a weird way of doing <laughs> it,
2: but it is what it is. It but is, yeah, you know, when my, you know, it's, it's so crazy. Cause like, you know, the sheikh who, the sheikh who read the majlis over here for my dad cried on there, mm-hmm. right? He cried during that process. And then, you know, couple of days later he calls my uncle and, and us and was like yo i saw your dad in my dream and i'm like what do you mean he was like yeah he was wearing full white he's smiling he's you know his face is lit up you know like those stories where like he's actually visiting the people in his dreams it's like in their dreams it's like those are like comforting right like they're in, in an aspect it's like cool like one of them he was he visited uh, you know one of my dad his friends and it was he was giving a khutbah in the in the mosque like <laughs> i don't know where he became a, a, a Islamic scholar, you know, but I like I had a joke, but I don't want to say it. Okay? <laughs> now you go for it. No, I'll tell you after. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things, like you know, he visits. Like this is the crazy one: is he visited my brother in, in his dream, Ibrahim, and he comes up in a. In a, in a white Vandals, old eco, E30, 350s, Eco Lines. He pulls up and he has groceries in the back. And my dad was the one, when he came, when he went to the great groceries, he would bring my mom almost like pallets and pallets of groceries and she would lose her mind, right? So he's telling my mom, yeah, man, it was like one of those old trucks. And then my mom was like, was it white? And he goes, yeah. He was. She was like, that's the one he used to use to go to the flea market. Uh, but he was like, I've never seen that in my life like what are the odds that that's in my dream yeah you know so like at the end of the day like you know you'll still remember them and you know you'll still go through certain things and they'll still visit you on a day-to-day i truly believe that in, when they're in your dream that their soul is visiting you right you know that's there are I certain things too, yeah. and you know each thursday night they say they come and they visit the house like there are certain things that can help you grieve from a religious standpoint right like they say on thursdays you know like remember the dead you know or even yeah, on eid like, you know, oh, we, yeah. on, 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 from, from our perspective is we go and visit, we go to the to, graves, to the graves, clean we the clean graves, them in the morning yep. and we remember them. And then we do we go on with our day. Um, you know, like even if you look at like Islamic architecture, right? Like the, the, the cemeteries were in the middle of the city. So every time you walk by, you always remember death, you know, like do it kind of humble you, right? Like people don't understand, like, you know, it's part, like religion doesn't restrict grief or any of that. You know, it's, it's. It's, like you said, natural human process.
0: Mm-hmm. How about you? How about me?
2: What was the question? In
0: terms of, do you think that people misuse the thought of religion when it comes no, to... No, I religion? already
1: gave you the example of... Yeah. Like I said, there's chronic evidence. How about culture? Culture, dude, it depends. Like, we have so many cultures. Even within Lebanon, you have the southern culture compared mm. to the north, etc. Even,
0: the, break it down in southern, like... Village to village? Exactly. Very different. What's
1: the culture? I feel like it all comes down to you and your family and how you guys grieve. Like, for example, when my uncle passed away on my mom's side, even though he had cancer and it was kind of like a long, unfortunately, like long inevitable road, Mm -hmm. it was still super tough on my mom and my grandma. So I think like, I try to think like, like, like... Is it? Would you rather want like a family member, just like you know, like kind of like my uncle who got lost in an accident, like kind of just out of nowhere, or slowly watch them die over the yeah. like eight, you eight sho- months? You want the shock
0: of it, or yeah. do you? Yeah, want like the- well,
1: which one is easier to? And I, I couldn't even think because one of them is so shocking and it, like it just absolutely destroys you. Comes out of nowhere. While the other one, you have to watch it slowly for it was like almost eight months of just like it's like that's also really hard. And you're hoping and wishing and hoping and wishing, and then in the end they like pass away and it's it's, it's tough either way. So. I don't know. It's do you uh, think do you think you'll ever get over your grief? Again, I don't think we'll ever get over it. I'm always gonna remember my uncles and you know everyone and whoever passes away my family, obviously. But I'm just saying, like with time, it gets easier. You learn to accept certain things of it, and um, and and I try to remember the like, good, like all my memories with them, like all my comforting memories, all like the like kind of what they left behind. Like that's how I try to, you know, like that's how I keep them alive through those type of memories in my head. And then, obviously, when I go to Lebanon, I'll try to visit their graves as much as possible. It's like one of the first things I like to do is when I go and I come to Lebanon, go around, and go visit all my family because I usually surprise the family. I never tell them I'm coming. I go see my grandparents, my uncles, my cousins, my friends, and then obviously, you know, go and see the graves of my loved ones too to, to you know pray for them.
2: No, really, me. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. So I think I think within that moment you'll get over that grief, the the, the grief. But like, I you'll still have moments where you're just sitting down and where you remember, like, certain things are, of course. you know, it's like... totally natural. Like, I, you know, obviously, I made those reels for my dad and stuff. Like, yeah, I was torrential. Like, well, the, the waterworks were on when I was watching them after I finished, right? But, like, you know, th- those those were certain moments for me. Like, I, you know, you'll eventually... I don't think you'll ever, like you said, you'll, you'll get over it from the day-to-day aspect, right? But you'll still have moments where you're just sitting down and you're, like, you know, you're out of it, you know? Like, the, you'll, you'll, you'll remember certain moments certain things or like you know you'll sit down and be like yo you know he's not gonna be at my wedding you know or you know stuff like that you know yeah, it's tough
0: yeah it definitely is like that like sometimes i sit here and i always used to say this um especially when it comes to love and girls used to be like oh my god he broke up with me i'm never gonna be healed i'm like always like love is like god made humans resilient and the same way with grief like as if 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 people if God didn't make us resilient or if we weren't born as resilient beings, we wouldn't ever, like, survive. Because yeah. so many people in the world have lost someone. But then a part of me is like, I can't get over this. Um, and it's always where Mo said, sometimes you go, whatever, and then at a day you're like, okay, you're, like, thinking about that person. Mine is more, I think it's because it's fresh. It's like every day where I'm like, he won't be at my wedding. He... I can't wake up and make fun of him every day. Yeah. Um, like stuff like that. And it really like hurts. And then you tell yourself you can't, you can't be upset that that person is dead in terms of like, you can't question life. Yeah. Um, Cause we're, it's all, it's inevitable. Um, but I think the right now for me, I can't find comfort in it fully. Um it's still early because it's still early. Um, and I know people go through it. Everybody goes through a certain point of death. However, it's just very, like, I still have my grandmother, so I have that part of me where it's like, when I lose my grandmother, if I was very disconnected from the world when I lost my grandfather, it's going to be 10 times worse with my grandmother. Um, Because, like, my grandmother is a part of my soul, Mm -hmm. and my grandfather had one part, and she has the other part, so it's, like, very hard in a sense of, like, Moving forward, but that's like I said, we're resilient, and it's still early, and it's okay to have really good weeks, really good days, and then it's okay okay to remember them. Sometimes
1: the the most random things like you remember them, like like you said, random grocery trips or whatever, or dreams, or sometimes like even like a like a food they like or a song or whatever, just random things Mm. will remind you of them, like. In the hospital, if I, like, I deal with a lot of cancer patients. Anytime I deal with a cancer patient, my first thought goes to my uncle. I always remember him, you know, like, even at work, I just remember it. It's uh, good, bad, you know, it's good to keep the memory there. It's bad that you have to think about it. And, you know, obviously, it's like you get sad and stuff. But
2: when I, um, so my mom has this thing where she thinks, uh, <laughs> she doesn't think, but she she says that I'm like a spitting copy image of my dad from a personality aspect, right? Like. From the way I act To the ways I react all that stuff Like even when I was in Lebanon Like my uncles would look at me Like you're, you're like you're, you're, you're like your dad um, Let's say I was laughing For example Like a lot of people say That I have my dad's smile Right or Like Or yeah. You know Laugh and all that So In the beginning I used to be like Don't say that Like I don't want Don't compare me to that Like yeah. you know He's He's like On another level Like I don't have his laugh Like don't say that um, You know Eventually like you know, that was kind of comforting, you know, that became a comfort of, like, you know, his legacy, you know, right, like, I learned course. certain you're things proud of, from You're him. proud
1: to be like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely, you know, like, a lot of people are like, oh, your dad was a great man, you know, like, yeah. you know, you kind of, and then, you know, when people say, you know, you act like him, it's, like, comforting in an aspect oh, of, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, you know, he's living on through me and my life. brothers and all that stuff, you know, on certain things, so.
1: It's like the the rednecks uh, that my dad works with. They they think me and my dad are like really similar. So when they meet me, they're like, oh, you're you're Muhammad Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
0: Let's try to wrap this up. Um, My last question to you guys is if you have a specific memory that gives you comfort um, from your uncles or your uncle or your dad, um, what is a specific memory that you always think about and you're like,
1: I just always think about, like, for example, my, my dad's brother, who was our neighbor, every time I came and left the house, he would invite me over, so, like, I couldn't leave the house without passing through him, he was, like, mm-hmm. the security gate, so I had to, like, sit with him, yeah. say hi, you know, it's, a, it's like, you know, it's it was, it was really comforting, and just knowing he's always going to be there whenever I come home and stuff, and, you know, obviously it was extra sad, and every time you leave, you look over, like, look over, you know, to his porch, and you don't see him there, it's like... Uh, you know? it's sad yeah it's sad and I used to always hear his phone calls because he was so loud I would always be like oh you know I'm I'm, I'm on the phone <laughs> yeah and then with my uncle on my mom's side he used to own a grocery store right next to my yeah. grandma's house so every time I'd visit her I would park in his parking lot grab some food and then go go, 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 go get snacks and then go to my grandma's <laughs> so you know I always, I'm always going to remember that and I'm grateful that I got to see them when they were full of life and healthy and happy and those were my last memories with them in person and you know so at least I have those to hold, like have those memories to hold on
2: to Momo, <laughs> there's a lot.
0: There's uh, a lot. Your dad was there, a great man. There was, uh, he was
2: there was one time where we were in the restaurant. You know, we, we owned a restaurant, and Ibrahim um, went and grabbed uh, ice cream. Right, it was Ashta ice cream, and so Brahim would never. You know, he would when he was younger. He wouldn't even give anybody food. Like nobody was allowed to touch his food at all. Um, so he finishes it. I'm watching the football game, and he he goes down he goes down to the basement. So I'm like oh like over. I'm like oh wow there's still more. So I go I eat the first bite and it's garlic. Oh god straight garlic. And my dad just looks at me and goes ha ah! yeah. I got you yeah. I got you. And I look over him but he's coming up and he's like I'm like you literally have nothing better to do. Like I'm literally took a full spoonful of garlic yeah. and I and I and I just took it and I swallowed. It and I'm like. Ah, that's, what the hell? Like, that sounds taste buds, good. My taste buds were—it's—it's. Cool. It's, I like we like garlic, but like your taste like, buds were so confused in that moment. They're expecting yeah. something sweet.
0: Oh man, that—that's—that's like ASMR. ASMR. Please stop. Um. Lastly, I think though, one thing my grandpa used to say. My grandpa used to have like weird words. Oh, he used to say randomly, um, because he was very like. Lebanese noble, yeah. travel the world type thing. And he used to say instead of sure, he used to say show. <laughs> um and we used to find it so funny. So like every time like my little sister Rowan she said it a week ago, and then me and my grand me and my grandma and my mom looked at her. She said it randomly. Like she was on her iPad playing Robot. <laughs> Ro- Roblox. Ro- whatever the hell Roblox. It's Roblox. Whatever. And then she was like, show show. And we looked at we looked at her and we were like sure <laughs> that she was like show show and like obviously we like start tearing up but it's like those like memories of the things he used to say um and that's like the memories i used to have from him and i and me and my grandpa i used to make him mad on purpose but it was always to the point where like i'm not trying to upset him yeah, but he was yes, like frustrated lion, yeah and then he'd come to me and when he'd get frustrated he'd be like Zalem, are you upset with me? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but then sometimes you're like, yes. And he's like, la. like, no, no, I, I'm not. Um, but yeah, um, may God give peace to those we've lost. Yeah. Um, no, um, hum- everybody yes. Listening. May and God may give God. peace to those you've lost and give patience to those or who are grieving. Yeah. And
1: may God give life to everybody you love in your whole License.
0: <laughs> and um, if you guys have any things you guys will
1: mention like um, stop playing with my foot Oh, we playing footsie <laughs> <after
0: 30. laughs> if, <laughs> <two. laughs> if you guys have any
1: if you guys have any any coping mechanisms that you guys would like to share things to make things easier for when people lose loved ones or if you have any questions or want to add on about the cultural slash religious aspect of grieving we'd love to hear your thoughts on that and um, I know today was a much heavier episode But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And again, thank you for watching.
0: And like, comment, subscribe. I hope you guys have a great (laughs) night. Bye, guys. Bye.